Okay, so you've finished your class, the weights are stacked, you've rolled up the mats, shut off the lights, and rehydrated. Now join me as we explore our passion, our career, on Group Fitness Talk Radio. Hi and welcome to Group Fitness Talk Radio. I'm Amy McGowan, your host. You can reach me, Amy Joe, at groupfitnessradio.com. I have an email from a listener that I'd like to read to you. It's from Prue in the UK. Dear Amy, next week I am starting a course to train to be a group exercise instructor and I'm very excited. I have taught three spinning classes and am a keen listener to the Indoor Cycle podcast, but wanted to be a well-rounded instructor and so am doing what we over here in the UK call an exercise to music course. I've listened to several of your podcasts, found each and every one of them exciting and inspirational. I love the TRX podcast. I've used it myself and now want to get my gym to get some in, but I was wondering if you could do a podcast for those newbies out there who want to teach their classes in a way that is fun, effective, and safe for their students. Any hints, tips, suggestions, ideas, that kind of thing. I was also wondering if you or any of your guests had any, I wish I knew that when I started, type anecdotes. I guess that some hints, tips, etc. are transferable to your listeners who are established as instructors as well, I hope. Well, after reading this email, I thought of the perfect person to have on the podcast, and it's Katie Hagerty again. Katie, welcome back. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me. Katie is the group fitness department head at the St. Louis Park and St. Paul Lifetime Fitness Clubs. She's a master instructor team lead for the Minnesota Region for Lifetime Fitness. She's a NIDA trainer and hosts videos for Fitness on Request. Katie, should we start with... I wish I knew that when I started anecdotes. Yes. Okay. What do you wish you knew then that you knew now? And what should we share with Prue and everyone else that's starting or refreshing or heading out? The most or the best advice that I wish I would have gotten would be to, you're so excited when you start and you want to do everything and you want to be involved in everything, the first thing that I would highly, highly recommend to everybody out there just getting started, do not bring yourself out. It is so easy to be so passionate about what you're doing and so excited about what you're doing and really want to get your name into the industry and fill your classes and teach as much as you can. Um, And that's exactly what I did when I first started. I was teaching five classes a day. I was missing my college courses in order to teach classes for other people. So I was super subber. I was taking on classes that I wasn't well trained in, but just wanted to teach. And they ended up not being the best classes. So when you first start out, just keep in mind that don't try to do it all at once. Start slow. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take experience as you go through um, your, t- your teaching career. And don't burn yourself out because it is, it is so easy for new instructors to do that and take on so many classes. And then you start feeling the burn and then you start feeling the fatigue and all of that starts coming in. And overall, your performance is just going to go down because of it. So keep yourself fresh. Keep yourself limited to a certain number of classes a week. I would recommend no more than five classes a week, especially when you're starting out. If you're starting out, get yourself on with one to two classes. Really get yourself rooted into the teaching cycle and finding your element in in your newness in this new career and harness that and then go with it and then start moving forward in your development. Would you even recommend just one type of class at first? Find what you love. 
Um, and mostly when we get started, we have a specific format in mind, like Prue loves cycling. So start with cycling and absolutely get to know that format be the expert in that format because all too often we find that we are so excited and we try to step up in front of ourselves before we even have the knowledge to teach certain classes if you are not a student first in that element then there's no way we can step into that leadership role and take on that education, that entertainment, and that motivation factor that we are as a leader in front of our members and students. So definitely choose a format that you love to do. Be a student in it first. If you haven't felt it as a student, taking it from your favorite instructors and finding the elements that you really see in those instructors that you really love about them and start to make it your own and practice, 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 practice before you get in front of a group then you shouldn't be in that role yet until you feel fully confident to accomplish a 30 to 60 minute class all on your own effortlessly. I mean, we all make mistakes, so harness that, um, but effortlessly that you could do it with ease and with confidence and that you're giving them safe and correct information while also motivating them with a confidence that you're ready to be their leader. So find, it, find that format that you love first. Get your feet wet in that, ground your roots, and then move into other formats, definitely. So when you say practice, 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 does that mean practice in front of a mirror? Does that mean take your poor family members and practice <laughs> with them and make them suck it up and do it with you? Um, practice. Tell me about practice. All of the above. I practice in my car. I practice what I'm gonna say. It's all about rehearsing because what we think in our minds might come out differently when we start to put it into words. If you don't have the foundation of education, then you're not gonna have it in your words either. If you don't understand the biomechanics or the physiology going on inside the body of what you're leading them through, then you're not gonna be able to lead them through that. So yes, you need to be able to have that education, have that knowledge, and then start practicing it through your words. And your form is everything as well. So if we're not practicing the movements before we bring it to our members, you're gonna find yourself failing more than you're succeeding because you're gonna go, ooh, that didn't work very well. So you're definitely gonna wanna practice the moves. And a lot of times we find new instructors who will go online to YouTube or um, turnstep.com or whatever it is and they find these really cool exercises and they don't practice it and they bring it in front of their classes and not understanding the true mechanics of how to get through it, we're gonna cause injury, we're gonna cause unsafety and we're going to bring more problems than good to our classes. So we really need to practice it, feel it in our bodies first, because trust me, guys, when you get into this role, they're feeling exactly what we're feeling. So if you don't feel it and you don't know it, then you got to get into that studio on your own, use your family members, do it wherever you need to do it, talk in your car. Um, you're going to feel silly doing it at first, but as you go through your, your career now as, a, as an instructor, it's going to make so much more sense to you because you're going to find so much success when you do that. Okay. So anecdote number one, don't be super subber. Don't burn yourself out. <laughs> yes. Would you say anecdote number two, practice, practice, practice? Absolutely. Okay. Another, I wish I would have known that when I started. 
Um, I definitely wish that somebody would have told me about music. Okay. It matters so much. And what we need to find and think about is that music is 50% of our class, pretty much. It's what we say, it's what we're planning for the class, and it's music. So it's a huge part of what motivates our members. And you have to realize and think when you put your song list together or you order that CD, is that something that motivates just you? Or is it something that's reaching out to all the different populations that we have in our classes? You're going to have different age ranges. You're going to have different um, fitness levels in your classes. You're going to have um, different confidence levels in your classes. You're going to have the front row and the back row. The people who aren't so confident being there and the people who are really confident being there. What do they want? It's not necessarily what we want. Now, keep in mind that you do have to choose music that motivates you. I told Amy earlier, show tunes is not my thing. So I'm probably not going to put show tunes on one of my playlists, but I am going to reach out to the different members and put some music on there from the eras of the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the current. And you got to keep it fresh. Don't play that same playlist over and over and over again and keep your moves fresh as well. That goes hand in hand with the music. But music matters. I wish somebody would have told me that earlier on. And um, it, it definitely will make the success in your career much more. We were talking earlier too before we started in on this interview. Listen to your class. They'll tell you if they like your music. And sometimes I think, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ask them. They are not afraid to no. tell you. And they will tell you. And I found the best songs from members in my classes. I call them DJ by their name. Mm -hmm. I have a friend, Molly. DJ Molly is what I call her. She gives me the best mixes, the best songs ever. Now, it might not be something that I would listen to on an everyday basis, but for class, it rocks. And everybody then comes up and they're like, where'd you get that song? So use your members. You okay. will learn from them all the time. So don't be afraid to ask your members for music. Mm -hmm. If you have something you'd like me to use, bring it on in. Mm -hmm. Would you say do that? Absolutely. Because they are willing to share. All right. And when they feel that way, then they're connected. And you're making that connection with them and they're yours forever then. Yep. They're involved and they have a stake in the class. Mm -hmm. So they'll come, you guys, to hear their own music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, what else do you wish you would have known? I wish that I would have known that we do make mistakes. We are human. We make mistakes. It's not going to be perfect every single time. Um, harness those mistakes. And we hear it all the time. You have got to fail in order to succeed. We need to learn from those failures, such as did we pull out an exercise and not practice it and find that you failed from that? But then you find if you go and practice it, it's going to come out much, much better. So just know that we're going to make those mistakes and it's going to happen. And some days we have off days. We're not superhuman. And some days you're going to walk out of class and you're going to feel like it was the worst class in the world and that you let all of your members down. You need to let it go because actually they're not thinking that they have no idea. You probably even made a mistake. So don't point it out in class. Oh, that's such a good point. Because they're not going to know. And the instructors that I find who have lower attendance numbers are the ones who always point out their mistakes. Like, oh, I messed up on that, you guys. They would have never known. Brush it off, blow it off, laugh it off, getting them in a different holding pattern, um, change your music. Something's going to happen where the stereo shuts down. What are you going to do? Um, 
start singing make them get them involved you know don't blame it on the club oh this stupid stereo system um don't blame it on the cd don't blame it on somebody else take responsibility for it but you have to be a quick thinker in this industry because those eyes are still depending on you and those bodies are there wanting to get a good workout so go with the role with that too and things are going to happen so don't expect of yourself a perfect class every time take responsibility do what you can to prepare and be ready um but don't lose your head if it's not perfect because it won't always be is that kind of what we're saying absolutely and you'll find too those classes that you find are probably not your best class the people are going to walk out of there thanking you for a great workout they have no idea no idea cool cool um what else do you wish you would have known and then we'll talk about safety and tips and suggestions um learn from i even i touched on this a little bit earlier but be a student and take as many classes as you can being realistic don't overtrain yourself don't burn out but take as many classes you can and be that student take from those instructors that you love that are your favorite harness that and make it your own one of my favorite quotes is be yourself everyone else is taken as an instructor you really need to let it shine in the personality and when you let yourself shine in that element and find kind of your alter ego because it's your time to have fun. It is a show, mm-hmm. um, but you're doing it safely and effectively at the same time. But have fun with them. Make jokes with them. Um, find the personality that's within you. Now, you're going to find somebody who's really athletic and really serious and really educational. Um, and people love that. They're the directors, as we know it here at Lifetime Fitness. They're the ones who start on time, end on time. They have their whole class planned out, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. And then you have your socializers who are there. Well, Amy and I are both raising our hands, <laughs> who are there. And we're talking maybe three minutes after class started to the people in the room, getting the new people accommodated. And then we go up to the front. We're like, hey, everybody, it's a party, you know? Oh, and just, sorry, time to start now. <laughs> yeah, time to get started. And we do it eventually get started but you do find that the education is still there the elements are very similar between the two very different people but we those are the instructors who really found their personality and harnessed it and knowing how to connect with members and what keeps them motivated goes back to talking with them and really connecting with them and getting into the needs of the class, it's not your workout, it's theirs. So what are they there for? What are you there for? Find your personality, be yourself, let it shine, but be there for them. Okay, so um, going back to what you just said, what are they there for? And they are there for a fun, effective, and safe workout. So let's talk about safety, Katie, for Mm -hmm. a little while. And this is a great review for those of us that have been teaching for a long time. And for those of us newbies, like Prue said, just getting in um, to teaching some of our first classes. So let's review some safety things. What are some things that you as group fitness department head go over with your instructors about safety safety goes back to being prepared and that should be actually number one don't make up your class in the car on the way to your class Um, have an idea especially when you're new all the newbies that come in they're they're surrounded by instructors who have been here for 10, 15, even five years. That's a pretty seasoned instructor. They they have got a lot of classes under their belt. But the newbies are always so afraid to bring that 
little outline with them. It's okay to have an outline, to have a preparation, to have it in mind, write it out, get an idea because that's how you build your library. And overall, I'm kind of getting away from safety, but I'll come back to it. But overall, building that library is what eventually you'll pull from. And eventually it'll become more and more simple um, to pull from that library. But in order to, to do that, you've got to prepare and really be prepared for that class. When you're prepared for that class and you know exactly what you're going to teach them, then it comes down, that's safety. You know your stuff. Um, and it goes back to being a student. Do you know how to set up somebody on a cycle bike properly? Do you know the biomechanics, the whys and why nots of why if their seat is too high? What are the problems of that? What if their seat is too low? What are the problems with that? What is a correct squat posture? Um, what muscle groups are they working? Why are we working them? What are the benefits of them working a cardiovascular Routine. What are the benefits of them cycling on a bike? What are the benefits of using resistance and load when you're teaching? If we're not able to answer those questions, it's an unsafe experience for them because we need to be telling them what they're doing and why they're doing it, and that eventually gets them to come back for more. So if you don't have the answers to those questions, be sure you get those under your belt before you even start teaching. So being prepared um, leads directly into safety. Do you know your stuff? Um, are you prepared with it? Can you set someone up on the equipment that you're using? Um, have you educated yourself on the equipment you're using? Do you know what muscle groups you're working? Are you working all frontal muscle groups? Or are you working all back group muscle groups? Or are you being good and you're opposing those muscle groups and really equalizing the, the functionality of whatever it is that you're training? Um, are you working upper body and lower body? Are you just working lower body? We need to make our members strong in all elements. Are we working them constantly in higher zones so that they're just burning sugar and not ever letting them recover because we're not doing them any good then so really educating yourself and being prepared are the two things that I push on all the instructors to lead safe and effective classes well and I know when I've gone in to teach a new format um, and it gets easier in time but the more we're stressed about what we're teaching the less we can watch our members for safety mm -hmm. are they set up properly on the bench are all those cookies locked in and safe how's their form is mm -hmm. their full foot on the bench stepping on and off Prue I don't know if you're going to be teaching step but that's one very very um, quick and dirty thing that the members get away with real quickly is just stepping with their toes on the bench huge oh yeah and it's just awful for their knees and it's awful for their posture and it's uh, number one safety no-no in step and leads to lots of injuries Lots of injuries. And we don't get to watch those things if we're too busy stressing about what we're teaching. Mm -hmm. So um, other things that we should watch for in our members as far as are they working too hard? Um, what? How can we coach them? What are just a few quick and dirty things we can look for in our members just to coach them verbally and maybe go over one-on-one, -on -one, just run over real quick in class. Katie, what are some things as a new instructor we should look for in our members? Awesome. Good point, Amy. And you brought up the greatest point. Don't focus on yourself throughout the class. Be sure that you are watching those members. And what we like to see is that you turn around and face the class. Don't face the mirrors the entire time because otherwise you get caught up into watching yourself, especially when you're new, hoping that you remember the routine, hoping that you are doing it right, hoping that um, you're telling them the right thing. Face the members, be yourself, um, but when you get out there, look for their, look for their form. Um, we don't have to do the entire class. 
know that all of you who are starting to teach and those of us who have been teaching for a while that's a great reminder it is not our workout it's theirs we are a coach we are a leader we are a motivator we're an entertainer we're an educator we're an organizer um, we all know that here at lifetime fitness and every single instructor needs to know that that you should demonstrate the move speak to them the move and also get out there and kinesthetically watch them touch them move them have them meet your hand okay i need you to sit back a little bit further don't be afraid to talk to people one-on-one -on -one. first if i see people doing anything wrong we'll address the entire group if they still don't get it those couple people who are still doing it wrong then i'll verbally go up there and pull my microphone to the side and help assist them in the right manner and if i have to be hands-on with them then i have to be hands-on because we need to understand that our members are either verbal they're visual or they're kinesthetic learners so it's either how we tell it to them that will make it click it's how we show them that'll make it click or how we touch them and move them is how it'll make them click so they need to feel it um, everybody is that way and everybody's going to be different in that way so don't be afraid to go around and really interact with those members because when you do that it turns into their workout now not yours so look for those things and always remind them don't wait for me to tell you to get water go get it yourself um, if you're feeling thirsty we should never have that feeling of thirst constantly hydrate yourself because that's the biggest thing that we see in classes is that people will try to work too hard and they forget to hydrate themselves and nutrition as well they need to be eating good throughout the day and it goes all down to us being the example I mean we really need to set that bar for everybody and if we're dehydrating ourselves and we're not eating nutritionally sound people can see that our performance is not going to be there um, but also educating them as well don't wait for me to tell you to get water if you're feeling thirsty it's okay to run out of class and get some water if this is too hard for you here are some modifications which leads into another tip don't teach at just one level give them many modifications um, if you're a new instructor you're going to have everybody from a beginner who has never done that class before to the most advanced who have been doing group fitness classes for 10 20 years so we're gonna have to cater to all those different levels are you giving those modifications and giving them permission to take them and then also at the end of class reminding them refuel your bodies you just did a really hard workout don't go home and pick up the kids and cook dinner and then two or three hours later you're finally eating something because you're actually doing more harm than good really really good points um, fun let's talk about fun because you guys Katie's classes are if anything <laughs> they are fun so what are some hints tips suggestions for making classes fun um, number one you can't have fun if you're not prepared so you gotta be prepared in order to have fun when you are when you get that feeling that you walk into your class and you are getting butterflies and just tickles that you are so excited for six o'clock to come around to give them what you've prepared for them, that's fun. That's when you're truly ready, you're truly motivated, and you're truly that leader who is confident to give them the best workout of their day. That's when it's fun. If you don't have your song list prepared or you're not changing up your music or you're feeling like, oh, I really don't want to go in and teach this class tonight, you've the best way to do it is change it by preparation. Um, Re-engage yourself, refuel yourself, knowing that constantly educating yourself is fun. If you don't find that fun, then you might want to look at doing something else because we are 
always green and growing, as Kimberly Spreen likes to say, as her mama says. Um, do you want to be green and growing or ripe and rotting? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's always, always because this industry is constantly changing. And you're going to find that the more you educate yourself, the more confident you get and the more fun you're able to have. So really connecting with those members, using your music, using your personality, um, using new choreography, new moves, uh, but being safe and effective with it. I always have to come back to that. Don't try to do something sexy just because it looks good. Is it safe? Is it effective? What are the benefits behind it? Have you practiced it? Does it feel good? Is it not going to cause injury or harm? Do you have modifications for it? A lot of stuff we need to think about and then bring it to our members. Um, So fun is just creating that success. Fun is having a party and feeling like it's the most fun you're having all day. Um, I tell all my instructors is that you want to get your members to want to put you in their Outlook calendar every single week. As an appointment. Yeah. This is not optional. Exactly. Yep. You nothing else comes in conflict with that hour of your class. And that is fun. What are you doing to create that? That's going to be different for every instructor because every person is motivated in a different way. So when you get to that level, um, especially being a new instructor, where you're able to create that experience for people, um, then you've really found it where those people are coming back week after week after week. Now, how you create that fun is really just going around and I got to go back to experiencing those classes that really motivate you um, and finding where your personality lies and taking a little bit of those favorite instructors and creating that class just just creates the ultimate experience. So handpicking your favorite things from your experiences and then putting them into your own classes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so um, hints, tips, suggestions for queuing. Queuing, ooh, that's a tough one. Hot topic. (laughs) Hot topic. Queuing is one of the hardest things that we have when um, we're starting out. That's why it is so important to speak it before you get in front of the class. Do not be afraid to practice it with somebody else. Um, I've spent many times bringing friends into a studio and practicing it with them. If your queuing is late, your class is going to be late. Um, They're not going to be right on with the music. If you cue them right as you want them to change, it's not going to be a successful experience. Um, If you find that you have a specific routine, I like to say, um, four, three, two, tell me what to do. Um, When you get down to those eight counts, and use those last couple counts to tell them what to do. Um, be sure that when you're cueing, you don't start sounding like a robot or a drill sergeant. All too often, I'll find new instructors um, that are going through a training course here uh, where they start to just belt out the, the cues. Go, this way, that way, squat, lift, press. And it's all in the same dialect. It's all in the same tone of voice. Try to find something where you're actually talking to them. And all too often we have instructors who will try to yell the entire time. Don't yell your cues. Speak to them still. Change your dialect. Change the tone of your voice that goes up and down. Um, And that goes into having fun with them. Don't be afraid to sing. Amy knows I'm not afraid to sing in class. (laughs) I think we both sing a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Find songs that maybe the entire class likes to sing to. 
I always tell them, if you're in an aerobic zone, you should be able to sing to this. That's right. So tell them to turn around, bright eyes. Every now and then I fall apart. And if they can't sing those lines with you, um, then they're not in that aerobic zone. So give them some fun grease re- remixes, you know. Um, but it all comes down, we're going back to cueing now, but finding those cues where you're not yelling at them all the time. Um, talk to them just like you would talk to your friend in class. Um, you know, pick a couple people out. That makes them feel important and make, creates that connection too. Um, but just be sure that your cues are a little bit before what you want them to do. Be specific about your cues. Um, tell them where they want to go, what they're doing, and why they're doing it. And then I'm going to finish with the different dimensional kind of cues that I always love to tell new instructors. There's three different dimensions of cueing. You have your first dimensional cueing. You have go, um, right, squat. It's a one-word cue. Um, and all too often, new instructors will only use that first dimensional cue, forward, back. Find more words where you're maybe getting into second dimensional cueing. Now that's giving them move to the corner, move to the right, um, march four times, you know, um, give them something or we're going to cycle for one minute. Um, Giving them those cues in a second dimensional with more information than just one word. Now when you get to the next level, especially new instructors, start to think about cueing and third dimensional cueing. That's letting the member affirm where they're at. So we turn the cue into a question. Guys, if we, I were to ask you to do five more squats just like this, would you burn out after those five squats or would you be able to do 15 more? Where are you at right now? Let them answer that in their head because then they start to become accountable for their moves and how hard they're working. So start to thinking you're cueing. Are they, are you just telling them what to do all the time like a drill sergeant, like a robot? Are you telling them directions and where to go? Or are you letting them affirm how hard they're working and why they're there that day? Because when you start to pull in third dimensional cueing and asking them questions, they're starting to get into their own needs. And overall, that's what they're there for. Perfect. Great, great tips. So I'm a new instructor and I've got, let's say I'm teaching a step class. I'm just taking on step because it's people still love to step. It's crazy. Step is alive, everybody. Step it's alive is and the well best. and thriving and people still want step. So um, I'm teaching step and I've maybe taught it for three months and I have burned through all my choreography and I'm panicked. I'm completely panicked. Where do I go? What do I do? (laughs) I don't have a convention coming up. Um, I've kind of gone through my videos. Can you give me some online resources? Where can I go? What would you suggest, Katie? Because I've got six months more of my Tuesday morning classes before I'm really scheduled to go to a convention or any kind of CECs or anything going on. What would you suggest? Good point, Amy. YouTube is an Awesome. It is, you guys. Awesome tool that we have out there. Do not be afraid to put yourself on YouTube. You'll find a lot of our dances on YouTube. And it's hilarious. Here at Lifetime Fitness. Um, and it's just a great way to share, but also to learn from. Um, now, know that when you go on YouTube, you're only going to get a three to five minute clip. So you really have to understand the elements of what you're teaching, especially step, but you are going to get awesome combinations and really good ideas. So you're that step instructor who's lost 
kind of your maybe some creativeness in what you're doing go on youtube look up step choreography and you are going to find from some of the best presenters in the world in the nation and you'll get some breakdown so be sure if you're a new instructor you get a clip that does show how it breaks down but then practice 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 so it makes sense to you that you can deliver to your members youtube number one you'll find strength training you'll find yoga you'll find step choreography you'll find cycling Mm -hmm. you'll find um lots of different tools on YouTube. I think it's great because it's visual for us and it's also things that we can see and practice with just like a video does. Um, Turnstep.com is a great place to go. Um, It's a little difficult where it's all in writing, so sometimes it's hard to understand someone else's choreography in a written version, but you are able to email the people who post it. Um, It's, again, a great place to share and take from. Um, So I would highly suggest going on there. They have all different formats there for you to get choreography from. Um, Exercise TV exercise tv for sure um go on exercise tv and you'll find again you can put in what format that it is that you're looking for that you're fresh and wanting ideas from pt on the net is a great tool for you um if you're not set up on it if the gym you work for um they might have uh that service available to you we here at lifetime fitness have that for all of our personal trainees or trainers and group fitness instructors um so ask your manager wherever it is that you're teaching if they offer that maybe you can use their account and just use their computer Uh, but it's a great way for you to learn from and educate yourself because they really break it down for you and explain especially in research articles um finding research articles those are really good places to learn from it'll kind of re-spark um, some creativeness in you, in you if you find something has changed um, be sure you're staying on top of that so those are great places to go to and then never being afraid to go to amazon.com and looking up you have your favorite presenters um, and just kind of looking up different videos don't be afraid to buy them work with other um, peers around you maybe they go in half and half and you guys share the video because um, you're going to watch it once and you'll get everything off of it And when you get those videos, try to space it out a little bit. Put some of your choreography into it. Maybe change one of the um, combinations to more fit um, your class level or your personality. Um, But break it up. Maybe take one eight count. Put it with another eight count that has a lead change in it. And then put together two more eight counts that are all completely different and just be creative with that know what is on that video or what is in the youtube or what is in turn stuff can always be translated in different forms so be creative in that mindset as well that it's not just that it doesn't have to be that you have to mimic the video every single time start to think outside the box that you have a vision as well you have a creative mind as well and work with that start to think how i can put different combinations together and you're going to start to find you have a world of combinations yeah don't be afraid to put your little self in there you guys Mm -hmm. you can add your own little flair to it and take what you want leave what you don't and mix it up with your own stuff absolutely katie thank you so much for being here can they email you if they have questions absolutely please do katie's email is k haggerty k H-A-G-G-E-R-T-Y at lifetimefitness.com. You can always email me as well. Again, it's Amy Joe at groupfitnessradio.com. Katie, as always, it was a pleasure. 
thank you, thank you so, so much for having me. I want to thank you for being here. She's, you guys, you can't even tell. She's jet lagged. She just got off the plane <laughs> from England. So until next time, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And I appreciate all of you being there. Good luck, all you new instructors. We're glad you're out there. Bye-bye. This has been a production of Deep Breath In, LLC. And you can find us at groupfitnessradio.com. A special thanks to my technical producer, Mike Corman.